What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. <laughs> Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. You wear a lot of t-shirts, right? Yeah. You yeah. do? You like wearing I t-shirts? Do. I like them. They're like long sleeve shirts, but they don't have sleeves. The sleeves are shorter than a normal what long do you, sleeve uh, shirt. What do you like less about buttons. a t-shirt? <laughs> less, less buttons. Less buttons. Uh, also, I love T-shirts that have like a cool image or some type of trademark or branding that my friend's company, you know, of, of my friend's company. Those oh, are cool. Yeah. So speaking of yeah. which, uh, the presenting sponsor yeah. of A is for Alcoholic is Green Camel Press. Word. What is Green Camel Press? Well, we are a collective of artists, and that collective is two of us currently. And we make greeting cards. We make... We do labels. We do we do all kinds of stuff. We do drawings. We do digital doodles. What are digital doodles? Well, we what take are they? we take time lapse uh, time lapse video of drawings mm-hmm. and we chop yeah. them all up. We add some music, some effects, do some fun little stuff, tell stories with um, with the doodles. We do stop motion animation. Um, we do we make T shirts as well. And right. you were recently just gifted a green camel press t-shirt were you not absolutely and yes and i gotta tell you i gotta tell you folks (laughs) this shirt is super comfortable it's like wearing a jersey pillowcase it's beautiful and the color's great it's like this minty green color and it you know what it's really funny because i actually sincerely like the way it fits it fits good it's like when you get a lot of smaller medium shirts they get really short and they're real boxy and this one like fits my torso well and it's long enough that i'm not like showing off my belt and the other night and this is a true fucking story i had it on two nights ago and megan's like you look strong you look a lot stronger than you normally do you look you look pretty good (laughs) so i feel like if you buy these shirts the person who you're attracted to will become more attracted to you and that's a promise from me there you go from me personally that the the person you're trying to get with just may get with you maybe maybe i don't know so yeah, there it is. But it does. I love that shirt, actually. It's one of my favorites now. That's good. Wanna... That's good. So go to greencamelpress.com and get yourself a yeah. shirt that's going to make Hell you yeah. strong and attractive. Strong and make attractive. Jerry strong and, and attractive. Right. And it's not a weird green. It's a good green. It's yeah. like a mellow, like, it's got sort calm of um, day green. Yeah. So, well, I think yeah. the, the color was called candy apple or candy apple green, but it's more minty. I, yeah, because candy apple is way too bright and, like, too jarring. This is more calm and, like... I don't know. It just feels like a warm day. Strength. The reeds. Strength. Just out in the grass. Strong and warm. Strong and warm. Fits good. And it, not no midriff, no belt. No midriff, and I'm not so thin that I'm blasting my nips. I'm doing great, dude. I love it. <laughs> Go get I'm, yourself a, a t-shirt. GreenCamelPress.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're also brought to you by Gluten Is Not what? Your Problem. Have you heard oh, this yeah. podcast? 
Yes, so I have. This and I, is, I know Walter very well. <laughs> so this is a podcast I do with another one of our friends, um, Walter. And Walter has not only a vast array of culinary experience, but he's, and when I say Renaissance man, uh, he really is. He's done topiary. He's done um, yeah. interior design. He yep. has, did he wrangle dogs or pigs that one trip? In Arizona, it, he did something. Probably, yeah, probably. he did something with an animal. Yeah. <laughs> so he he did CAD. He did CAD. He did the um, AutoCAD computer. So the AutoCAD. yeah, the uh, podcast is called "Gluten Is Not Your Problem," and we mm-hmm. talk about the service industry, food culture, time travel, all kinds of fun stuff. You listen yeah. to it. What did you think? I love it. I think it's great. And I, I yeah, <laughs> he always makes me laugh. Though he, I don't know, man. There was we had a great. We have a weird relationship. Mm-hmm. It's good though, but yeah, it's always like so fucking funny and interesting and fascinating. And he also infuriates me. Mm-hmm. Not not now, not currently, but he has in the past. But no, he's always. I've he's a very interesting person. He's led a really unique life, so it's really cool to hear his take on things. And that was why I wanted to 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 do right. something with him. And so it's it's a it's a great. It's a great, great podcast. It's light. It's easy. It's uh, it's funny. He's got a very unique look on the world and lived a right. very unique life. So right. go check yeah. out Gluten Is Not Your Problem on Spotify or Absolutely. Apple Podcasts. I mean, he pointed out all the kitchen gadgets in your kitchen and told you how they were wrong. <laughs> yes. And you were like, these aren't even mine, dude. And he's like, see that apple slicer's bullshit. And I was like, it probably is. It probably, probably is. is. Yeah. So, yeah, Gluten Is Not Your Problem, Green Camel Press. Okay, with right. that out of the way, Jerry, what are we talking about today? So today is L, and I we had decided that L would be for losing yourself, or the idea of losing yourself, or this concept that once you go into recovery or once you go sober, that um, you're like, life is a little more boring, and how are you going to deal with the pitfalls of your life and the hard parts of your life without this constant companion of alcohol or this party maker in your pocket? If you know what I mean, the so, party maker in your pocket. That's in your pocket, good. yeah, the Mentos, the Mentos mm-hmm. of uh, crashing your car, I guess. But, uh. <laughs> it's it's such an identity for some people. I know that absolutely it, yeah. it was for me, not just mm-hmm. as a bartender, but long before I ever started bartending. And you'll remember this. This is not when we very first met, but when you came back the second time, yeah. and I didn't realize this. But my identity was, they called it the boys' house. They would always say, you're going to go party at the boys' house. And that was my house. And so this was, I think, for most of that summer of 1998, it was something that everybody knew. Like, if you wanted to go and have fun, if you wanted to just be able to show up with a 12-pack at Henry Weinhardt's or whatever cheap beer, if you wanted to go buy drugs... There was somebody yeah. there, if not that lived there, but somebody who would know where to get drugs. Whether yeah. There was always marijuana. There was oftentimes yeah. cocaine and ecstasy, but yes. there was certainly the ability. There was, well, there was much harder stuff as well, um, well on occasion. You guys had a bottle of the wrong kind of ether, <laughs> and then you were huffing the wrong kind of ether. It was the wrong guy? I. I think so. I still to this day believe you guys. Well, I huffed it too. That we were just huffing a solvent. I don't think it was the same shit that Hunter S. Thompson. I think he was huffing like medical ether, mm-hmm. and we were huffing like ether mm. that takes paint off of windowsills. Either. But way. we got high, yeah. you know. So yes, I guess we, we got that going for us. Yeah, that goes on our resume. So it's this huge. So that was when I was. I had just turned twenty-one. So this yeah. identity follows you 
for Absolutely. and that so even you, it precedes you preceded me and it mm-hmm. just became this thing that for years and years and years so that that at that point would be 16 years before i or 17 years before i quit drinking mm-hmm. and i didn't know how to not go to a bar or how to not have a drink after work right it it was this sort of just quietly hide in my room or i i didn't know who to be i really didn't know myself so yeah how long yeah you you i think that i was creating this persona that everybody knew me as as fun time good time right yeah you had a and that even goes the naked john yeah but well, i called the i called the house planet of the apes that's right right <laughs> I called it that for years. I still do. It's never the boy. I was introduced to me as the boy's house, but I was like, that's just Planet of the Apes, dude. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's all fucking. They blew it up, man. They blew it up. Or I knew you were, the, you were quick. You for a little while, you were called Fresh Guy Jerry by a few. Yeah, I don't remember that. Okay. By a couple of people, I probably was a make out ninja. Just come in and be like, I'm going to kiss everybody. And, and you know, that's fucking just. Fucking pee my pants or whatever, you know, like. <laughs> But that's that's kind of this persona that you put on that you kind of plaster yeah. on, right? I mean, yes. that was yeah. that wasn't you. I mean, I, I guess was, at the time that was part of you, but it was. But it was more armor. It was like uh, hiding insecurities. Mm-hmm. The reason I had thought of this subject was um, we had a friend who was getting who's in the process of going through recovery, and and they and you asked them how that was going, and they were like, "Well, it's kind of I'm kind of bored. Like it's kind yeah. of boring." And and I really ruminated on that. Like I thought about that, and I I I I, I like sat down and I was like, wow, like, because I see the gifts, right? I'm at a point in it now where I'm like, I see a lot of gifts. I see some boredness, but all that uh, urgency is over. I come back to that in the po- in the podcast a lot, but I think with this period of time, that urgency is over now. So I'm like, I can sit down and think about the good shit that's coming from it. And I don't mm-hmm. feel bored very often, but I always wonder, did I, was I feeling bored in the beginning or was I just dealing with the trauma of it? Cause I always looked at it like breaking my leg. Like I had to heal up. <clears throat> there was no, I mean, I, there was no board. I don't know if there was bored for me. Cause I was just like, I had to deal with this fucking bleeding leg, you know, mm-hmm. and this metaphorical bleeding leg. So did you experience that? Were you like, damn, this time is moving slow. Yes. This is boring. I, mm-hmm. I, I was, I was absolutely bored. And, um, mm-hmm. I think that in those early times I would watch a lot of television. I mean, yeah. I would stay up cause I didn't want to go to sleep or I couldn't sleep. And I felt weird about sleeping and I was just really anxious and wired. And the nighttime was usually when I was drinking. Right. Yeah. So I even though I worked nights, I would get off work. And if I hadn't already been drinking at work, I would then be come straight home or go to the liquor store for a bottle of usually Tito's or or Stoli because it was (laughs) cheap and it was on sale. But Stoli, you could find for like twelve ninety nine. I'm like, they're trying to kill me here. Yeah. And a six pack got your picture on the label. (laughs) Yes. So I would come home and I would watch i remember being really depressed and trying to watch doogie hauser from the beginning and just anything because i just wanted i wanted long periods of episodic television where i didn't have to think about what i was doing you'd go into the routine of be you know what i mean get involved Mm -hmm. in the story and then go through the routine i was gonna say yeah that you know you brought up the titos i was like that's nighttime was when the uh 
the Tito's werewolf wanted to howl, mm-hmm. dude. The Tito's werewolf came out, you know. It's so true. And but, uh, I would yeah. spend, instead of spending my nights, and at the very end, in the last, like, six months to a year of drinking, it was always by myself in my room mm-hmm. or in the house. You know, it was on the couch smoking so many cigarettes and just bottles right. would just roll under the coffee table and I would leave them there. And yeah. then getting sober, you're right. There was a lot of trauma to it. It was shocking. And what do I do? And I was for me and I didn't have anybody around at the time. I mean, there was you, um, right. but I wasn't dealing with a relationship. I wasn't exactly. dealing with, yeah. with a kid. I wasn't mm-hmm. dealing with anything. So it was just in my room drinking club soda and watching Netflix or whatever it was. Fuck. And so there was definitely yeah. a lot of boredom and then thinking all the fun that I was ever going to have was pretty much over. Cause I didn't know what else to do. I can absolutely relate to that. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to interrupt you Please. is what I'm saying. I'm sorry for that, but I can totally relate to that feeling that all the fun it's happening out there right now. It's all happening. Everybody's having all their fun and I'm here and I can't go and have fun with them. Like, I, mm-hmm. and it's never going to happen again. I do remember that feeling. And like, I could I'm turn it on gonna... with a drink. I could go out to the bar. Mm-hmm. I could go meet friends. Right. Mm-hmm. We could have a couple of drinks. I would buy rounds. Let's do some shots. I got some fun shots. Mm-hmm. What's in this, John? Don't worry right. about it. Just drink it. It'll be fun. Just drink it. And it cost me $30. Don't worry. <laughs> I could have all this bravado about it and I could tell jokes mm-hmm. and I could be a little bit crass and I could crack right. some, you know, crack some jokes on some people and, and make people laugh at somebody else's expense or maybe my own. Cause I didn't care about right. anybody's well being. and nah, fuck <laughs> kind of be seriously. I'd be this, yeah. be this sort of, I don't know if there's a word for it, but like this jolly asshole that's, yeah was moderately charming but was loud and always bought drinks and and tipped well so everyone kind of looked the other way yes and i like jolly asshole that's a good way to put it i you know we've all played that part right yes yeah so when man when it became when it became this sort of i guess i'll and i i i went to sugar immediately after i quit drinking Bam. me too so yeah so that became yeah. that became part of the fun because there was no fun to be had. So I would watch TV and I would eat lots of sugar. And it would yeah. be like those big bags M&Ms, you know the ones? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> peanut, peanut Peanuts, or plain? Peanut. Yeah, I was hell a yeah. Peanut kind of guy. So was I. I love I love the peanut M&Ms. And ice cream and soda and like any kind of sweets I could get my hands on and I would even mm-hmm. be disappointed in in getting cake from Safeway and I would eat it anyway even though it was like too much lard and not enough sugar in the icing and right so that was sort of my excitement and you're right all the excitement was happening out there and i i used to be able to create it i used to be the center of attention or at least that's what i Mm -hmm. thought (laughs) whether or not i really was yeah yeah and a big one too was that i never thought that i was going to be able to create things and and do artwork and we talk about that in last i remember that conversation with you yeah the inspiration Mm -hmm. episode so it was all gone and I felt really sad. I there was I think there was a lot of depression and a lot of real just sadness about that and thinking loss very, very much. So yeah, losing yourself and that 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 level yeah. of loss of of all that fun and mm-hmm. but you it's kind of like when you you hurt yourself and you don't remember the pain your your body or your brain 
you know, tries to guard you from that. So you right. don't remember it shakes it off. Yeah. So, you know, when you mm-hmm. said to me, make sure you tattoo that last bender on your brain and don't forget about how right. much pain it put yeah. you in. And so you're thinking about all the good times and all the fun times and all the, all the party people and all of the, the, the low lights and the candles and the cocktails. I was going to say, yeah, the neon and the smoke and the promise, the promise, man, that's how I always chase the promise mm-hmm. of something. Something new, something exciting, something different, something monumental. There was always a promise. This huge, exciting the, thing that was, was going like to happen at the bar. Such bullshit, though, you know? It's like, yeah, it's um, such bullshit. But I couldn't I couldn't read anymore. Well, I hadn't been reading in a very long time. I mean, that was something that mm-hmm. I gave up years ago because I just was too drunk and didn't want to do anything else. Yeah, I don't know if you yeah. still read while you were drinking heavily near the no, right? And I quit. I couldn't even paint by the end. I couldn't even paint, and that was my jam, right? Mm-hmm. If I, I would sit in the garage with a, I had a refrigerator in my garage in Tucson. I'd sit in there with a twelve pack of Coke in there and a fifth and, yeah. I, an ice maker, and I would just drink and paint and get super fucked up. And when I was up here in Oregon working at the tattoo shop in the beginning, redoing the or doing the guest spot, I tried to paint a few times in that garage. You know, I would even build frames and buy the wood and everything, and I would just get so fucking housed. I'd get so fucking drunk, I just couldn't focus. Like I would paint with like a hand over my eyes sometimes because I couldn't. I'd get double vision, Jesus. so then I would just go and fucking want meander off. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it the idea though of it being boring because it has this promise of excitement or because there's nothing happening and and uh like i just thought like well life is fucking boring sometimes like it just is you can't put a thing into it sometimes there's it's just mundane the dishes have to be done yeah the fucking plants have to be watered yeah laundry's got to get done that's just mundane shit it's just what you do i've gotten better with the laundry (laughs) just yeah you know podcasts have helped out a lot actually yeah that too that didn't exist a while ago um yeah there's nothing there's nothing to be done yeah you're right sometimes things are mundane and what is it uh, there was a bukowski quote and he says why do people drink or they drink they drink to make because they 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 drink to celebrate they drink to mourn or they drink to just make things happen and so i think the third one was was a lot of why i would drink i would go out to yeah to mm-hmm. make things happen. I mean, I would go by myself and I would go and talk to strangers and I would go and ask them where they were from and what's going on. And I would interrupt couples dates and I didn't care. I thought I was hilarious. Right. They're having a good time connected. You walk over just harbor and they're like, did fucking John candy with a beard just mm-hmm. walk up here and like tip over our drinks and then buy us new drinks. And yeah. I mean, couldn't we just be yeah. left alone? You talk about the part where you go out, you get social, you're with all your friends, you have all this action going on, you have your big group of friends, you always go to your same three bars, you're always in every picture with your drinks, hanging out, you know, doing all your shit, and you're being super social, and then at the end of the night, they fucking leave, and you're still there. Mm -hmm. And if you're not still there in the bar, then you're still there at home with a bottle, or with a fucking beer, like you're still... You know what I mean? They split ways. They either go off and go off in their own little compartments and drink in their little places, or they go to bed because they got to go to work, and you're still punching in. Like mm-hmm. you're just still fucking, and you're alone now. You're all fucking alone, and not only you're alone, but you're bored and drunk. And what shit are you making happen? You're just nothing. Really, absolutely listening nothing. to like Steely Dan over and over again in your underpants. <laughs> just 
Which you can do now, but at least now you can fucking dance with some coordination, you know, mm-hmm. and like be like, I'm not gonna feel like shit tomorrow, like or contemplating who all the cops gonna, who is gonna call at three call. in the morning. Yeah, oh yeah. It's yeah. funny because when you still call me, your picture comes up and it's a picture of you drunk. Oh wow, you have to send yeah, me it's that. a picture you took of yourself, like with your. I'll send it to you. I won't even describe it here. It's but it's a picture you had sent me really drunk, and I had made it your. I before I got sober, mm-hmm. I made it your like your um icon or whatever and even now when you call it's like this fucking picture of you all fucked up and i'm like i should probably change that but i don't think i will though i love I i'd love to see it i think yours is a yeah uh, it's just the back of it uh like a garage jacket for dick's burgers or something i don't oh, know if you yeah. still have that jacket but um dad i did have a dick's jacket didn't yeah i, I don't know where that fucking thing ended. Yeah. um dick's was a great burger place in seattle by the way for those of you listening and ireland or spain or was it though was it i mean it was pretty good it was iconic <laughs> iconic let's use that word we're not talking yeah if you're in europe it wasn't like a good old front la marange or wherever you guys are eating at that make the hamburgers mm-hmm. that was a weird european word i just made it was up. very Frau vaguely marange. vaguely european might have been german or french mm-hmm. i don't know um it's american food but there was a uh, lot of I- there was so so all of that, yeah. So you're 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 alone in your room, drunk, dizzy. If you haven't passed out already, contemplating your next move, which usually right. just would mean I would yeah. get to the point where I would just take the whole six pack back to my bed because I wasn't going to go up and back and forth to the fridge. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, I'm really I'm really reticent to say though that it was all misery. Like I no. I know that you know in the past we've talked to shared friends who are like God, you make it sound like it was all complete entire fucking misery and hell the whole time. And we talked about this in Portland too, and we've mentioned it in other previous podcasts. But like something led up to that point, you know. Yes, there was good times that led up to that point. You know, it wasn't like because I know I've been in the rooms and I've heard people share and they were like it was shit from day one. And it was shit the entire time. Mm-hmm. And that's not, I can't relate to that story because it didn't start off as shit. I had, maybe I had shit in my heart and that's wrong. Maybe I had shit in my soul. Like mm-hmm. I had like a sadness in me, like this hard part of me. But a lot of those experiences were so fucking positive at that period of time that I continued because it's not like I had that first drink and was immediately physically and emotionally addicted. Like I worked my way up to it. Yeah, you know? me they were, too. You know, I kindled up, you know, like. I feel so like, I just I, I really want to be like really clear that you know yeah, there our experience isn't yeah yeah that our experience wasn't total hell in the beginning no. by the end it was like our own versions of hell yes. you know but there was I yeah. I'll put it to you this way that there was a lot of fun that was happening while there were unresolved or issues that went unresolved for many years in my youth yeah they got infected they got infected you know what I'm saying <laughs> yes. they got infected like they just got worse mm-hmm. you know. You just yeah. kept picking at it and picking at it and picking at it. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, you anesthetize it for so long and you don't really have to deal with it and you kind of wrap it up. And and then eventually the it, the anesthetize, the anesthesiology doesn't work. Mm-hmm. The right. bandages don't cover the bleeding anymore and the pus. And then you're just left with this abscess. Yeah. And that was pretty much yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah. But there you got was, gangrene. <laughs> there the was gang. fun. There was there was yeah. a lot of fun. There was I think there's a lot of good memories and a lot of joy and and um it just it ran its course, right? It just ran its yeah. course. So now I'm in this It ran its course, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in this next phase of development, this next phase of my life, whether I choose to develop or not. <laughs> right. 
but this is just that new shit because honestly i think about it now too and like the idea of losing my identity or things not having any not being fun anymore being exciting i'm like i have so many other things now that i have that i'm dealing with that are that are exciting and are fun and fulfilling a deep kind of fulfillment not this um a superficial surface of fulfillment you know Mm -hmm. it's not like an instant gratification now it's like this deep kind of good for me as a person learning lessons and then applying those lessons so i feel better like a sincere feeling better not just a quick hit of like like a bump a bump of feeling good and that's it you know and then there's a come down you're sitting there singing some dude acoustic guitar remember when that african dude made us that <laughs> when we we were so made dinner high. it was like scrambled eggs yes. and bread and pickles yes that's what i was thinking of right that's that quick bump of instant gratification and we're on the floor like we ain't gonna eat you know like mm-hmm. his yeah. name was i think his name was eddie and we went back to somebody's house yes. Yeah, and he was hanging around, and I think he borrowed some money from Joe Z. And once he borrowed the money, he disappeared. But that night, we had gotten the biggest, like, most beautiful, you know, at the time, this cocaine that we had. I'd never done anything so, what like it was just super intense. But we were all singing. Right. We were all like sitting around this house, and he starts making these eggs, and he puts pickles in it, and he. Yeah. calls me over and he's like talking to me he's like hey man you guys want I'm, and I'm like I know it's 6 in the morning but everybody is so high like nobody wants your pickles nobody's gonna yeah I'm eggs. chewing on a solo cup that's my <laughs> breakfast I'm literally right? chewing on a solo cup because I'm so geetered out you know and but that was and and I'm not sure where we were going with this particular that was, I'm was about, that was that bump that superficial bump yes. it's almost like you 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 miss out on this thing now the you know what else I remember is the next day fuck but oh. Yeah, wow, yeah, so do I. Yeah. Um, and a lot of yeah. those next days. Yeah. Of just feeling like not being able to hold a Heineken bottle the next day at the Viking. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. getting having to get really close to the table to have that shot of rumplements to calm my nerves and my head feeling mm-hmm. dried out. Just I can't even imagine you just walking pile of dirty laundry down to the Viking, just like right down the road. <laughs> yeah, do you know? But uh, it's I guess the my point was like yeah, it was just this thing that seemed so big but was actually superficial. Mm-hmm. But it seemed so monumentous, like this huge experience. But if we had zoomed out and looked at it from a different perspective, it was just a bunch of fucked up people sitting on the floor, like yeah, making noise. I like, would have called the cops and said it's too late and word. I'm trying to get. Yes, some sleep. exactly. <laughs> if I had to get all of up for school the next day, I'd be like, they're all coked out over there singing a song, and there's like a dude from Kenya like making eggs and he's yeah. burning them, and yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so. There's yeah, it's superficial fun, at least, and and not that yeah. I didn't, or it, not that I didn't yeah. make good friends and we didn't have some good times, but there was a right. lot of that superficial fun yeah. that was not, like you said, fulfilling. It, it doesn't have that deeper fulfillment. Like I really mm-hmm. feel like I'm living an actual life now instead of just pretending to live a life while I'm, you yeah. know what I mean, trying to hide all the hurt shit inside of me. Yeah. Like I'm not. It's not. I'm not on stage doing streetcar. You know what I mean. I'm mm-hmm. like living. I'm like out here in the world living. I'm not living streetcar because that shit was a mess. But you know, like, I'm not I'm not play acting anymore. I mean, I am who I'm actually am. Like, I'm I, I feel fulfilled, man. Yeah. And and if anything, that's better than what I had previously. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I I would talk to somebody who's, you know, somebody who's doing thirty or sixty or in the first ninety days is, not to worry about it so much. Um, yeah. 
really, I mean, that's the biggest thing is that, okay, it might be boring and it might seem like there's some fun that you are missing out on, mm-hmm. but it's always going to be there. I think about that too. Like it's out there right now. If I wanted to go find it, I mean, I probably would be pretty disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Cause we would be like dudes in their forties, like sitting in a bar with, all, I just was in a, one of my regular bars just mm-hmm. this weekend that I used to go to because we went out for a friend's birthday. It's just telling you before we recorded, yeah. we went out dancing and I stood at this regular bar of mine that I used to go to all the fucking time. And they're all kids. Everything else in the bar is exactly the same. The art on the walls was horrible. Like it always has been. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like the decor is the same. It still smells like barf. It still smells like cigarettes a little bit, but all the kids, they're all kids. It was all different. These are all people drinking in the bar now who, were fucking born when I had my first drink. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they weren't even born yet when I had my first drink. They were born like when I first moved to Eugene, like in the '95. I had already already started my career at that mm-hmm. point, and now I see their little fresh faces, full of longing and hope and sadness and all that shit. And I'm just like, my wife's like, "You feel weird," and I'm like, "Nah, man. I I guess I do because it's a lot of ghosts now at this point. Like, I remember sitting there with these dudes and remember doing this over here, but." It's just, can you imagine me out there now? Like some 44 year old dude with gray hair, like with my fucking Paul Mitchell ponytail, just walking around like, what's up ladies? You know, smoking a cigarette out there drawing. Like I wouldn't be like the cool older guy. I'd be like that sad fucking dude. They're like, look, there's that sad fucking dude. That won't leave us alone. That won't leave us alone or just is just, you know what I mean? All alone, usually all alone, but yeah. There's nothing out there for me, man. It's all gone. Mm-hmm. I don't need it. No. You guys take the mantle. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, good luck. Don't run into my car, please. You know. <laughs> I would say those first few months, those first like three, four months, you know, you're tending to wounds. You Yeah, are... it's triage. It's absolute triage. You used that word last mm-hmm. week and I loved it. It's triage, dude. You got to take care of what needs to be taken care of first. Find something, things that you, things that you used to love. And try and get back into them if you're feeling bored, if there are books that you've always wanted to read or things that you've always wanted to try. Um, But don't don't be so hard on yourself. This is a really hard one for me to and I'm only now three and a half years into it at 42, not being so hard on myself. I used to get even in sobriety, I would I would think it's already 2.30 in the afternoon. I've already fucking wasted the day and I haven't done anything that I wanted to do. And I would I would be so angry at myself <laughs> over the fact, you know, like, yeah, just we didn't we didn't do something or I didn't create something or I didn't have I didn't put some value into my day that I was hoping to do. And everything is shot. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, it's only 2.30. There's still plenty of time. So I would to say that it's it's important to be easy on yourself and to. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't worry about. If you're if your eating habits change, if you're uh, if you're eating a lot more sugar than you used to, it's okay. It's really it's all right. It's I have and I'm I say this from personal experience because I would hate myself for it. And I look back now, even just recently, and I go, yeah. okay, so I had to do that because I had to get there. So there's all right. these little I don't want to call them rock bottoms. But we have to go and sort of investigate these things for at least for me. I had to investigate it for myself. I ne- yeah. I needed to see how many pints of ice cream I could I could eat in a night. <laughs> crush, I needed to see crushing a night. how much vodka I could drink in a night. I could I had to see right. how much homemade absinthe I could drink in a night. I had to oh, you dude. know yeah. I had to see 
how many times I could, you know, drink and drive before I got pulled over. I had to go see these things. I'm not, I'm better at learning from other people's experience these days yeah. than I ever mm-hmm. was before. But even recently, I had to find yeah. out for myself. That's a really valid point. You know, one of the tips, I guess, if we're giving out tips or suggestions mm-hmm. is like to connect with other people who have been through what you're going through or are going through what you're going through. And I don't mean go to like an AA meeting, just find somewhere to connect, even if it's online. Yeah. Anything, you know, or, or some of the other meetings or just anywhere you can find people in recovery to connect <clears throat> with them because that relatability I found personally really, really, really helpful mm-hmm. because I didn't feel so isolated. And now, you know, if you if you see me out there in the recovery community out here in Eugene, Oregon, like I don't I'm still I still keep to myself like I don't share a lot. I don't talk a lot. I kind of just observe, you know, and if I feel the need to share, I will, you know, but typically I'm really quiet in the back. But just being around that atmosphere, just being around those people and knowing I can see this guy did it and that guy did it. And I take from each one of them every time they say something, I'll take a little bit out and use that as a tool. Go, oh, that's a technique they use or that's a philosophy they're using. You know, that was super fucking valuable to me in those early days. It still is, you know. I mean, I'm not as consistent as I have been in the past, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's still every time I go, I get something, you know. There's there's also, yeah. regardless of whatever program you're using. Exactly. Um, That's, yeah. There are a lot of, just because I'm, uh, I, Jerry and I both are not interested in, in promoting anything here because. Not at all. Yeah. That's why I mentioned, <laughs> I'd only mentioned the name because I know that's the big one that that's comes big up one. every yeah. time people go into recovery. That's the first thing you hear. And that's the first thing I would say when I was drunk. Uh, I guess I'll go to the fucking hey, hey, now, mm-hmm. you know. There's but, a I lot mean, of resources. A, absolutely. And we don't promote any, anything. We actually only promote you trying to make yourself better yeah listener former party person <laughs> former party like person i love that you know we only we only promote you trying to make your life better because if your life is better and you're working on yourself then man what the fuck it's gonna you know? everyone else around you is gonna be better and then they're gonna love you they'll love you more and you'll love them eventually like yes eventually yes. they'll love you <laughs> so so okay. i would say if you need to stock up on klondike bars like i did then do that word um, yeah. Or buy video games like I did. Yes, I was going to ask you yeah. about that. So early in recovery, and not everybody's a gamer, but a lot of people are. There's a lot of gamers. I mean, Twitch doesn't exist for, for nothing. There's a ton of us. <laughs> but yeah. you, what was the game that 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 helped you? Well, through it was a bunch of them, but it was it was. I got a my brother-in-law had a PS3, and so I played. Or no, he got one of the first PS4s. He won it in a Taco Bell contest. <laughs> Peep this shit. I got fucking, we got super fucking drunk because I was still drinking mm-hmm. right at this point. I got super fucking drunk and I was like, yo, let's go to Taco Bell. Can someone go to Taco Bell? And they're like, you keep your drunk ass here. You're not going anywhere. You fucking embarrassment. Give us your money. And so I was like, give me one of those $5 boxes. You were going right? to be embarrassed at Taco You were going to embarrass them at Taco yes, Bell. That's how bad I was. I was going to probably get out of the car or cry or something. So I gave him my $5 for the $5 box. They go out and buy these $5 box. There's a free promotion in the $5 box. If you peel this thing off, you win a free PS4. Before they came out, you got it mm-hmm. like two weeks before it came out. So I get a shit face. I don't peel the promotion. I throw it in the trash. My sister wakes up the next day, opens up the trash, just peels the promotion off and takes like scans the code with her phone. And she won the PS4 off of my box, right? <laughs> so... She's like, well, this is mine because you're a fucking drunk idiot. Even though you paid for it, you're a drunk idiot, and this is mine, and you live in my house, so this is mine. And then 
they were like, well, you know, then we had this big argument because our friend went and got it. So whose was it? Was it mine for paying for it? Was it my friend who went and got it because he went and brought it back? Or mm -hmm. was it my sister who took the initiative to take it out of the trash? So this PS4 comes. I get sober like about five or six months later and I start playing The Last of Us. Yes. And <clears throat> Far Cry 3. And I just play the shit out of both those games. And I get really involved in the story of The Last of Us. And I cry. Like, cry my ass off to a video game because I'm, like, whacked out on fucking being sober. Last of Us is pretty beautiful. It's a gorgeous game, right? And the story's beautiful. I have a daughter, so I, like, related really hard. And my wife and daughter at that time went back to Arizona for a brief period. They went back because they had to gather all of our things and pack everything up to move up here, you know? So they... Early sobriety, man. I had been like a month sober, and she left me alone for like four months. It was pretty fucking crazy, and I had every opportunity in the world to drink, but I was like done. You know, I knew that if I started mm -hmm. up, all this shit would start. So anyway, Last of Us, Far Cry Three, and GTA Five got my help me get sober, and lots of fucking root beer, and lots of Dr Pepper, lots of it, Cases and of candy soda. bars. Yeah. Oh, rock stars. Oh my God, I drank rock. I would drink two of those big fucking 250 milligrams of caffeine rock stars every day and cigarettes. And uh, I was banging out 500 milligrams of caffeine every day. That's like enough to kill your ass almost, you know? That's a lot. What's in a regular yeah. cup of coffee? Like 80. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 80 to 100 maybe, depending <laughs> on how strong the coffee is. That being said, so, yeah. if coffee and cigarettes are your jam, don't try Smoke giving them up. up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, yeah. If you, I feel like, and you should, you can, I'll, I'll ask you, I'll talk to you, Jerry, that coffee mm. and cigarettes or caffeine and cigarettes are fine. They were fine for you. I mean, alcohol was the in most, the was yeah. the most destructive substance in your life. First things first, right? right. Like e easy does it. First things first. So Those you remove the most destructive substance first. first. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I it's I always look at the analogy like I have a bear trap on my leg and I'm like maybe laying in an anthill like which one goes first like which one's gonna kill me probably the bear trap you know what I so mean so let's do that first yeah exactly instead of just trying all at once to do it all at once because you're just I think you just set yourself up for failure mm -hmm. now you're fucking jonesing for two fucking things at the same time like something's gonna crack right fuck that dude yeah I ain't yeah. no Superman. You guys who do that, you people out there who do that and accomplish it, like I, you, you get nothing but love from me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am just amazed by that. Yeah, um, I'm amazed anybody who quits drinking. I still am amazed by it. Yeah, I it it. How the fuck did you do it? You know, I know how I did it. How'd you do it? That it, that just blows me. I still see it and it like chokes my ass up, dude. I'm like, look at you with fucking forty eight hours, dude. Yeah. You're getting so fucked right now. How are you doing? Like, yeah. do you need a hug? You need a ride? Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on? You know? Yeah. I think a lot of people exercise. Crazy shit. I was not one of those. Exercise. People. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get that train back on the tracks. So I'm um, sorry. Exercising. Absolutely. Exercising. No, I was not one either. I again, I will say, go easy. I would I would suggest anybody go easy themselves with their their caloric intake and their sugar. I would eat uh, salami straight out of the bag in bed. Right. <laughs> That's all right though. Um, That's a dream date right, right there. Just yeah. Right. Is that sweating sexy? out vodka and eating fucking salami? <sighs> Watching nice. Doogie Hauser. God. Anyhow. I, so I'm yeah. just I'm just saying is that you know you go to, in those early times. Don't worry about everything else. The most important yeah. thing is that you know I was. I was I quit drinking. Right. Don't even stress losing yourself. Let's loop it back into mm -hmm. that, right? Like if if you're afraid that you're going to lose who you are, maybe you should lose who you are. 
Maybe who you are is not that great or not working. Let's mm-hmm. rephrase that. Maybe who you are is not working. Those so behaviors. Maybe you need to yeah. realize like what you are, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe, I don't know. Those behaviors aren't working. And if that's part of your personality, maybe it's time to get rid of that part of your personality. Yeah. Maybe that's why you're not drinking because that part of your personality is really fucking hard to deal with. I got rid of a lot of parts of my personality and we hung out Me last too, weekend dude. and, you know, uh-huh. you said something you made some joke about I was we were in the karaoke room and the woman came in to sell us another hour or whatever and I, I looked at her she, she popped in I was like oh said, you're just in time and yeah and that, that was that old was, John I loved it I loved it so that was so my that old was John. that was part of the old John that was still there so that was a good part of the personality that I hadn't yes you know it's like weird playful fucking with people in social situations I love it it always made me laugh it still does old oh, John would have knocked you're just over in time yeah. <laughs> would have knocked over the water and and i don't know yeah tried to i I don't know but getting rid of those certain personality traits and certain things that didn't service me anymore and what do you think about the idea of like recovery is the 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 concept of recovering yourself before you started drinking recovering that person i think that's a really good way of looking at it I've never looked at it like that, to be honest with you. That's a really interesting concept. Because one of the things that I have been told and that I, I've come to believe is that when you start drinking, that's when the arrested development starts. That So when you come out of this fog, when I come out of this fog at 38 and I had started mm-hmm. drinking at, I don't know, like very 15, fi- 16. Yeah, yeah, probably 60, mm-hmm. 16 Same or 17. About, yeah. Yeah. Um, that I'm, I am mentally about 17 years old. In right. the way that I look at the world, in the way that I manage my money, in the way that I relate to people. Well, now you're about twenty. You're so about 20 yeah, now, I, I think right? exponentially yeah. it gets it gets better as as right. years of sobriety have gone on for me. But yeah, that I I love that idea of recovering the person that I was and that yeah, the that's potential really cool. that I could that I still could have can have. Yeah, I I look at that as well as something that. What did I actually lose? What am I getting rid of? What am I, what did, did I, did I lose it? Or, and was it not, was it, was it not better that I lost certain things and that, that I, right. who I am now, rather mm-hmm. than being so concerned about the identity around that my, my, the bartenders who loved me or more so loved my money, uh, don't see me on a regular basis. <laughs> right. Ah, they'll be all right. There's right. just another one of you who's gonna take their take mm-hmm. your place. Yeah, there's always there's always a drunk man. Yeah, yeah. I I uh, I I like that concept a lot. I never considered it like that. I always mm-hmm. looked at it like you know bro- a broken leg. You're recovering from a broken appendage or a broken heart or a broken soul or whatever it is inside you that's needs that help. You know. But I like the way that idea of recovering who you were before. I think that might be Russell Brand. I don't know, but um, thanks, Russell. <laughs> I just want to make sure I give credit where credit's due before anybody starts right. quoting me, and then I gotta—I don't want to hear it from him. All Although, of our, yeah, he's very all of our twenty listeners. Yes, yeah. We, you know, I, I was looking all at, of our listener. Yeah, the the we we have. I was serious about the listeners in Spain, and then I think there was. I know we had a spike in Dublin, so I just want to say to anybody who's listening outside of the United States, and uh, we would love to hear from you as well. Um, yeah, we're curious, especially please. in European cultures. It's very different, obviously. Yes. But you know what I mean? Even the approach of alcohol may be similar and different at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's, yeah, what a trip. So it, yeah. identity is is a is a big thing. And I, I, 
I can only say take it easy. And I can't believe that now I get excited about things like, oh, I'm going to go do this. I'm working on this project. Or right. mm-hmm. you said you, you talk about painting now where you are far more engrossed in it or can just get when in I there. do. Yeah, I've, well, I've, I've, I've taken a hiatus at this point in all transparency, but I'll, I'll be back in it this summer. Well, I promise you're still. Oh, but there it's it's more of a fulfilling thing. Yeah. You still yeah. do a lot of stuff on the iPad. You do a lot of digital Digitally, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to get painting my hair though soon. But, uh, it, it, it I do, but it, it's, um, yeah, the process is much different. I'm more considerate of the process. You know, I'm, I'm more considerate of what I'm, what I'm trying to get out of myself. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I think the idea, idea of identity, alcohol, drinking alcoholically and your identity it's very it's very interesting it, it is it's how it intertwines you know it's like the roots of it get into who you are as a person and then you start identifying as that instead of what you really are you know mm-hmm. I, yeah. I did i was all about yeah yeah we've been there done that i mean i was i was bored yeah but life is boring sometimes mm-hmm. just and it'll pass the idea of losing your identity is just it's I feel like it's just another question right because I'm still me hmm. so yeah so who am I now well that's a question you have to find out and you can't I can't just go well I don't know who I am well okay that's fine for today let's think about who you are John let's let's uh let's who do you want to be you know right. like it, I now have there's there's promises of good things right Right. I mean, in your right. life, in my life. Yeah. I mean, I can see them. I can see them happening, but they happen slow. That's the mm-hmm. other point, too, is like this all takes time. You didn't just have one drink and automatically poof, you're a fucking alcoholic. <clears throat> you know, I mean? It took time for you to get to where you're yes, at. It and did. it will take time for you to get to where you need to be. You know, it just takes time. Even for you to say, man, who do I want to be or who am I? Like it takes time to fully realize that. And then by the time you fully realize it, you're probably completely different than what you think you actually are. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, cause we are in the constant process of changing. We're in this constant metamorphosis, you know? So, yeah. you know, I, I ask myself all the time, like, what, what are your motivations? What are you, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Why do you do these? Why do you talk to people like this? You know? And I don't have any answers for myself yet. <laughs> not like, yet. That's all right. No, no. I mean, I have some. Sometimes it's like, God, you're a dick. And or, identity you know, is a but... funny thing because the people, yeah. I mean, we try to do, we do our best to be genuine here, but there's a certain yes. level of like podcast yeah. identity uh, versus. Yeah. Yeah. I hold some shit back on this podcast because it's not pertinent to what the, right. you know, yeah, to what the subjects we're discussing are, you know. And, and just, and the thing that I do, I like myself these days. I didn't like myself. The last many years of drinking right I, like you can you can look at yourself in a mirror now right yes i can. did you I, I did you ever hit that period of time during your drinking where you couldn't even look at yourself in a mirror because i did and it sounds like a trope and it sounds like a cliche but i could not look at myself in the mirror without being like fuck you i fucking hate you i hope you die i would do it every fucking day dude i i i, I don't would. i wouldn't say those words mine were more, i would i would out loud i would i would um <laughs> I would I would hope for death for sure. Yeah. But I would look in the look myself in the face and I'd usually be really exhausted and very very pale on the verge of green sometimes with big yes. dark circles under my eyes and I'd have to oh, get yeah. ready for work after I just I'd wake up at 8 a.m. but didn't have to work until 4. 
And either I would right. have a couple of beers and go back to sleep, or I would just like not be able to sleep anymore because I had so much alcohol in my system. And I get yeah. cleaned up and trying to get ready for work, and and I'd be like, well, this is as good as it gets. And and wow, I would, yeah, I would I would say that with a big yeah. sigh. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, that's funny. And I would just be yeah, like, this, this is, is the best as, it's ever gonna get. This is the that's best what I it's tell ever myself. Get. That's what I would say to myself in those low points. Yeah, wow, that's so funny. Look at us, <laughs> fucking. So we're, we're on a similar path there. Um, I when you when you described yourself, I pictured Beetlejuice. By the way, like looking <laughs> in the mirror, you just look like Beetlejuice. You know, like I brush my teeth more often than that. But yeah, yeah, but just the skin color, maybe yes. the hair blown it back was, a little it bit. Was, just, yeah, it's like, ah. you know, a little yeah. further in between haircuts for sure. Yeah, all of those things. Action but there, I'm yeah. finding that I love who I am. I love who I am. I love myself. Yeah. I love who I'm becoming. I get excited about it. I, I start to think about I start doing shit like planning out. I've got a lot going on, so I got to plan out yeah, this you're week. Crazy. I got to I got to I got to plan out the month. I like I got this thing right. at, near the, the end of month, the month. You're an insane Dude, person. That's awesome. When did that happen? I don't know. So, that, you're surprising me now. Actually, I'm not surprised. I'm really not. I am and not like at the same time. I'm I just like, uh, look at you. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm I'm watching YouTube videos on calendar blocking, time blocking in your day and thinking you're about fucking killing it, dude. You're going to kill it. You're out there. Just I'm like, okay, you got happen. between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. You got to drink your coffee, read your book, write in your notebook, you know, then it's like off to the gym. And then I got to like, I got these things I got to do tomorrow, Jerry. I got all this stuff. And if mm-hmm. I don't write it down, I'm not going to do it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to lay in bed. What? But do you feel stressed about all these things you have to do? Or you like look forward to them? No, I look forward to it. The routine, right? You're like, this is Mm -hmm. what makes my day good. This is what makes me feel fulfilled during the day. Yes. Yes. We are success stories, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's it's I am my own success Uh story, you know. I say it with that weird disassociated Gen X sarcasm. You you know, like you were the success story mm -hmm. that partially was responsible for me at least having support in getting so stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> you know? I, I You know, it always surprises me to hear, that, like, when you say that, or I've heard someone else, a couple other people say that, and it always it always does surprise me. And it's never a false modesty. It's just like, wow, really? Because I felt like I was doing garbage. Jo- I was doing a garbage job and just kind of walking around with my shit attitude, my hunchback for so long, you know? like. But you still did it, regardless of your, your, your hunched hunched attitude and shit back or shit attitude I got a back brace now <laughs> yeah I, my but I, I wear a back corrector now i'm doing great but yeah so i mean even though you were still doing it and so yes and yeah. part of me was like would think well aside from myself jerry was the drunkest person i knew right <laughs> so, you know, you're not seriously. the first to say that that's so funny and yeah. and so i thought if he can do it i can do it because there were often nights where I would I would stay up later than you, and I'd be drinking and drinking and drinking, and you would finally pass out at three thirty. Yeah, and I would think, oh well, there's got to be more to this night. There was no more. The night had there ended. Was no more. We had hours squeeze ago. that lemon dry, dude. <laughs> we were sucking on the seeds mm-hmm. of that lemon. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't have as many problems with my identity now than i did yeah neither do I. I was drinking i feel like it's just just takes time and it turns into something else or you turn into what you were before or mm-hmm. it's just constant metamorphosis you get to and and early in recovery you get to create it you get to pick it you get to say i'm gonna do this because yeah this metamorphosis and you can wake up you can wake up as a cockroach you can wake up as a butterfly you can wake up as whatever you want and that's um yeah the franz kafka 
Franz but Kafka reference just there. Sure, yeah. you know, I was gonna say Franz Ferdinand, but that's a different reference. No, that was uh, yeah, that was the guy who, the arch, arch anyway, the yeah. Archduke, yeah, mm-hmm. who got shot, started World War One, and that band, and a pretty good dance band that sounded yes. like Gang of Four. <laughs> yeah, I love Gang of Four and Franz Ferdinand. Anyway, so just that idea of you know, I get to I get to like myself these days, and I get to create who I want to be. And if I don't if I don't care for some part of me, then I can. I feel like now I have the tools to make those changes. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't know all the tools in the beginning, but I was infinitely better off being sober than I was being drunk even if I felt like shit and ate like yeah. shit and you know, didn't didn't do for myself as best as I could. I would only say to myself now that take it easy <laughs> just take it easy yeah. on yourself yeah there's no reason yeah. to beat yourself up man you are just write down a post-it note and stick it to your mirror mm-hmm. you were you were wrestling a demon <laughs> yeah a bear pig demon you are in it is it is yeah. a royal rumble i'm joking around but no it mm-hmm. is a motherfucker yeah and and uh it's still you get tired but you just still gotta fucking push it push it back down you'll get tired I get tired, mm-hmm. but then I I have renewed energy, and I'm like, fuck this demon, yeah, fuck him, yeah, I'm doing all right, I feel okay, I'm sitting here on a podcast. I always have to bring that up at least one at one at time least. every podcast. We're doing a podcast, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, all those things are pretty damn amazing, and I I feel like if you're out there and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go through recovery podcast. Oh, what are these guys talking about? Losing yourself, your identity. You know, like you'll be all right. It takes time. It, it will get boring, but it, it will also be very exciting at times and really fucking scary a lot of the time. And But it all it all evens out. I would say, yeah, I would say instead of focusing on what you're losing, think about what yeah. you can find and what you can gain. Yeah, and what you can learn, what man. What you can learn. Woo! Find yeah, yourself. That's my... Yeah. Gain yourself. Gain, learn. let's, yeah, let's... Can... That's it. Learn. Learn. <laughs> you fucking learn. You better fucking learn. So, learn. You sound like my mom. Learn. <laughs> you just learned, didn't you, Jerry? You'll learn now. It's 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 hard and it's worth it. And I think that's a good place to end it. I think so. Find yourself. I'm biting your line for the last line in the podcast. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>